Welcome to the Amateur Podcast. I'm Ryan O'Connor, and we have a very special episode for you today. It's September, and you know what that means. Back to school for many of you, uh, or some of you, depending on who's listening. So this episode is for people who are going back to or starting post-secondary school. And I have a very special guest today to talk to me about that, my wife, Mariana O'Connor, just finished her Master's of Marketing at Schulich School of Business, and she finished with a 3.8 GPA while working nearly full-time. So um, thank you, Mariana, for joining us, and congratulations on finishing your Master's program. Thank you, Ryan. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, well, it's uh, very excited for me, too, because as a professor in post-secondary, I can offer uh, my perspective, and uh, you can offer your perspective as a student. So uh, hopefully, this will be very useful. Um, so, on the whole, how would you how would you describe your experience during the master's program? I would say it was invaluable. Um, I would do it all over again if I could. But that being said, it was really, really hard at times, and uh, going back to school after a really long time uh, was difficult and um, and it took a lot of work but I'm really proud of the fact that it's done and I feel like I learned a lot that's right because you you were working for what uh, 10 plus years between your master's and your undergrad so yeah exactly I was yeah. working for a long time before coming back into the student mindset must have been very difficult what did you do to prepare for the start of school year well, I think one thing that's important is to prepare mentally. Um, like I said, I was out of school for so long that just the idea of like sitting through three hour lectures was something that I hadn't done in a really long time. And to be honest, I don't think I had the capacity to do right away because we live in a world where we're constantly distracted by everything. Yeah. Um, so just to mentally prepare, I had to take some pre-courses uh, because I had to um, brush up on my accounting and uh, finance, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which is super dry, but it actually really helped me because it took me back into that uh, studying mindset. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think um, maybe even if you don't need those um, pre courses, you could take a quick course through Coursera or yeah, or Udemy or one of those to sort of just practice and get yourself ready. Not that we have a lot of time uh, at the moment. I mean, no, Labor but... Day is literally just around the corner. So <laughs> That's true. Watch some TED Talks. Watch you know? some TED Talks. There, there you go. There you go. That's a good way to do it. Um, so is there anything you wish you knew at the start of the school, school year? So this time last year, what do you wish you knew then that you know now after having been through a year of school? Uh, yeah, one of the things that I wish I had um, spent more time um, researching was the resources that were available uh, right. through the school. Right, yeah. Uh, so sometimes you get emails about different resources and it's yep. just one enormous emails <laughs> with just a list of things that you and have you to research on itself. And you don't even read it, right? You, yeah, you get a lot of, yep. you get yeah. a lot of emails yeah, exactly. right before school. Yeah, it's just yeah. really insane. You're bombarded uh -huh. with information. Uh, but I say do take some time to look at what resources are available to you because one, you're paying for them yeah. already. Yeah. You're not getting Absolutely. your money back. Yeah. Yeah. And there's things like career services. There are things like library services that are going to help Tutoring. so much in assignment 
assignments, yeah. tutoring. Uh -huh. uh, for ESL students, yeah. they have an editing uh, program. We had a lot of students in my class yeah. that were international, and they didn't know about this program until like mid first semester and mm -hmm. their grades just improved so much because they had someone help them edit their essays and uh and yeah if they had known in the beginning their their averages would have been a lot higher absolutely that's something i tell my students at the start of the school year as well is uh you know uh you your tuition pays for it and if you're not using these services uh that's just money that's going to waste exactly so as well yeah yeah, great advice. Um, so, uh, thinking about homework and assignments, how did you set yourself up for success so that you could stay on top of your homework and assignments and manage your time with your full-time job? So, uh, okay, my job, well, it was almost full-time. It was supposedly part-time, but <laughs> I did spend almost full-time uh -huh. hours on it. So it was a lot of work. Uh, but one thing that I do, even though a little, it's a little bit old school is I had a, a planner, like a physical planner, like the ones like that you agenda. get, like yeah. an agenda, like you get in high school. Uh, yes. Uh, but there's also online versions of it that are super helpful. Like look at Trello. You can look at Asana. You look at, you can look at my homework. All of these do the same function and they're all online and you can actually do them on an app as well. Hmm. But I did it the old school way. Uh, so before classes, look through your syllabus, write down when your uh, assignments are due, right. your weekly readings, uh, your tests, your midterms, your finals, etc. Everything that's due that semester, try to put it down in a visual way. Uh, if you have one of those uh, calendars on your on your wall or something that's super, super visual, mm -hmm. do that. So that way you know which times you're going to be busy at. And you can start kind of like managing your schedule early on and um, and give, you some, give yourself time uh, during the busy periods. That's great advice. Oh, and another thing uh, that you could do before starting is connecting with your uh, with your fellow classmates. Um, you can find them over Facebook. Sometimes there's Facebook hmm. groups. Uh, we started a WhatsApp group, which was super helpful because uh, we were able to uh, communicate about different things that were happening at right. the school, give each yeah. other tips, and also share costs for some of the course materials, which was ah, great. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that alone saved each yeah. person at least $1,000. Mm -hmm. So basically stalk your classmates on social media and send the messages before well, school starts. Sometimes right? there's groups for the, for <laughs> right, the school. Right, so, right. you know, find them, find who's in your class before. And uh -huh. I think everyone kind of wants to connect as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great advice as well. Um, so how did you stay motivated and avoid procrastination? Because I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'm a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. Um, I say things to the last minute, but I found when I was a student, I did a lot better when I got a head start on my assignments. So how did you motivate yourself to avoid procrastination? Uh, I think procrastination gets a bad rep. I do know that there are people that thrive as procrastinators. Uh, there was actually one TED talk about it, um, and it was how uh, one person thrived and their creativity thrived when they were under a lot of pressure. Uh, but that's not me. Yeah, I get a lot of anxiety 
when I procrastinate and doing all-nighters and just having that deadline right in front of me when I'm not done gives me so much stress that it ruins my mood and it ruins my assignment because I can't focus, I get emotional, and yeah. I get negative. Hmm. And um, yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm anti-procrastination. And one of the things I do is, like I mentioned, I have my planner. Yep. I set myself times for mm -hmm. everything. So I look at my week and I say, okay, I have reading. So I will set myself maybe two to three hours a week for my readings. Hmm. If I need more, I'll extend that. Yeah. I'll set myself time for assignments as well. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best times to use is times uh, periods between classes. Right. You'll get, you know, you can have lunch and then focus on one yeah. assignment. Yeah. Uh, even when you first get an assignment, Start your Google Doc and break it into little pieces and yeah. just give yourself little assignments. Make reminders of your phone. Like today, I'm going to finish the first part of this assignment. Yeah. And and think of it as like little wins and reward yourself when you get those little wins and you get them all in time. Um, and another thing is just to try to give yourself a deadline to finish your work a few days before the assignments do. So you have enough time to look it over um, edit it, yeah. maybe change that's, things if you have yeah. to. That's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, um, and rewards are important too, aren't they? Absolutely. Because, uh, that will motivate <laughs> you even more. Yes. Positive reinforcement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we do I, it with pets. Uh -huh. We should do it with ourselves too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We're like our pets, aren't we? We are. And I, I also like how you set things in your calendar and, um, that's probably a great way to get started. You can just set it in your calendar that, um, you know, Thursday, September 24th at 5 p.m. or whatever, I'm going to start this assignment. Is yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 And give yourself little deadlines. But also the start date is very, very important mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes you're like, okay, it might be too early, but once you get on it, you actually get a lot done. So then the next time you're working on it, you can be like, I'm almost done. And it's like three <laughs> weeks away. Off a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it feels really good. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, your year at school was very interesting because you started out completely in class. I don't think you had any of your courses online. No, none. And then halfway through the school year. Yeah, mid-semester. Armageddon and all of a sudden <laughs> all your classes are online. Yes. So how was that adjustment? It was really tough. It was definitely a transition that nobody was happy about. <laughs> um, I think it was a huge learning curve for the profs. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, you know, we had to be patient about that too, but they were very patient with us as well because there was so much stress happening. Uh, like I said, we had a lot of international students that yeah. had no idea if they could stay and like their yeah. lives were really turned upside down. So it was a really rough time. Um, and it took a while, but eventually we kind of got the rhythm of it mm -hmm. and, and you kind of have to adapt. <laughs> yeah. There's no way around it. No. I mean, um, it's, it's difficult for a lot of students and professors. I, I can say from experience, it was very difficult and it mm -hmm. still is, uh, it still is an adjustment teaching completely online. Uh, a lot of us just aren't, aren't accustomed to it. And, and I still prefer having that in class experience, but, um, but there's no way around it uh, no. for now anyways. So, uh, 
So yeah, what uh, what can students, what can our fall 2020 cohort expect from a semester completely online? Um, it's it's tough. I mean, there's no way around it. It's it's a really crappy situation, uh, especially if you have courses that have um, dry material. I find that uh, sitting through a lecture of accounting on Zoom can be really, really, um, really hard and it's easy to get distracted. Uh, so one thing, some things to help is make sure you're connecting with your classmates uh, so that even during class, you can kind of say hi to them, maybe talk, chat a little bit on the side and just stay within the class. Um, I also say connect with your professor. Um, it's harder over Zoom. Sometimes it helps maybe to uh, come into, into the lecture five minutes early. And if your prof is there, just make some conversation um, and try to um, try to connect with um, connect with the material as well. Um, another thing that helps is to before the class maybe write some questions that you might have so that you can participate during the Zoom call, and that will keep you a little more motivated during the class. And uh, and your space, make sure you set yourself space that that is easy not to distract yourself. Leave your phone in another room, and uh, and remember you're in class. So imagine you're in this space where there's nothing else to do but the class. I like that advice of uh, writing down questions beforehand and preparing for participation because. I know in a lot of classes, participation is important, right? Accounts towards your final grade. Um, so thinking in advance of things that you can ask, questions you can ask, or things you can talk about is, is a great, great advice. Definitely. And I think when your profs know you and they know you participate, they already have an a little bias towards you. (laughs) So I think that definitely works in your favor every time. If they can remember who you are and they're like, yeah, this person is smart. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, So remember when I was saying that I needed to mentally prepare for lectures? When the the lecture started online, it was even harder. So Mm. I'm just letting you know, be fully prepared but on the upside, you can wear your pajamas to class <laughs> and you don't have to commute. So yeah. you can just get yeah, out of bed that's true. That's and true. hopefully brush your teeth and <laughs> get in there. You don't even need uh, to brush your teeth. <laughs> well, no, but you know, it just makes you feel better. Yeah, brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brush your teeth. <laughs> um, but I, I, it is harder to stay engaged. So I say work a little bit harder for that engagement yeah. and it will pay off. And um, you're paying for this. So again, get as much as you can yeah. out of it. Yeah, definitely. That's. Uh, do you have any other strategies for keeping engaged during online lectures? Uh, yeah, keep your camera on. I know a lot of people yeah. don't want to do it. Maybe you are in your pajamas. <laughs> Honestly, no one cares. But put yourself in the shoes of the yeah, professor yeah. because... Um, it's their job and it's hard on them too. And could you imagine going into a presentation or something that you're doing and you know you're presenting to people, but you can't see anyone, but you know they can see you? That's so awkward. So, you know, keep your camera on, make sure you get to know your professor. I think your professor will also be have better biases towards you if you're participating and if your camera is on and they know you're paying attention. Yeah, that's a big thing. I can't tell you how awkward it is when you're teaching online to a bunch of blank screens. It's it's very awkward, very disheartening. So yes, turn your cameras on. 
I know it feels awkward. You feel like you're being watched, but uh, but it is very very helpful for your professor and. And then your professor knows what you look like. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and if your other classmates do it, sometimes you'll like catch something yeah. and you can message yeah. them. Maybe someone mm-hmm. has a cat and they'll come to the screen and you'll get to catch that too. That's a good way to make friends, right? You see someone yeah. with a cat, you say, hey, I have a cat too. Let's have a cat play date. Exactly. <laughs> or you can say, hey, oh my God, your wallpaper is so beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. There you go. That's, I mean, it's hard to connect in... Uh, it is in absolutely COVID times. So uh, any way you can can connect is is uh, good advice. Um, do you get tired of uh, Zoom? Do you get Zoom fatigue or screen fatigue at all when you're in these Zoom classes day in and day out? Yes, definitely. So I, how do you how do you uh, deal with that? I think um, well, one thing is with your schedule. If you have an opportunity to arrange your schedule in a certain way. Um, try not to have a full day of Zoom classes because it's really, really exhausting. Right. Yeah. Uh, give yourself breaks. Um, when when profs give you a break between a lecture, for example, go outside and like don't be on the screen. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just yeah, move around and try to disconnect from the screen as much as you can. Hmm. How do you think students can stay mentally healthy? So to avoid anxiety, burnout, depression, all those sorts of things. That's a really important question, especially right now. I think um, I, I can speak for myself and for most of uh, the other students that I that I was in class with. It's very, very common to get that, um, to get a little bit isolated and also to, um, to succumb to stress and yep. anxiety. It's very common. But uh, one thing I could give as an advice is to stay mindful uh-huh. of, how you're feeling and do like um it's kind of like mental health hygiene so uh-huh. like you brush your teeth every day check in with yourself every huh. day like if you find that maybe you're reacting a lot or you're getting upset too too much just check in yeah. with yourself like what's happening like how am i feeling why am i angry or why am i feeling sad and then try to come up with with solutions. Uh, remember, you have resources. That's right. very important. Yep. Yep. Uh, you can reach out to other students. You can talk to your prof if it's all your anxiety is mm-hmm. related to mm-hmm. one course. You know, mm-hmm. just talk to your prof. He's a human too. You're a human. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah. um, and look to your school. They probably have resources for mental health as well. Yeah. And use them because once you're in the in the real world, there's less mm-hmm. resources, and mm-hmm. you'll have to pay for a psychologist, and that's really expensive. So try to make the um, this uh, try to make use of uh, of the resources that you have at the library. Another thing is that it comes hand in hand, but your brain and your body need both activity and rest. So always keep that in mind that both your brain and your body need to be active to be healthy. And take that to heart and schedule time for your physical activity, schedule time for reading and everything, and also make sure that you're getting enough rest. Um, and yeah, that's the, the advice that I can be, do. But most importantly, ask for help if you need it. Yeah, I can definitely I second that because I know just from experience, a lot of students are afraid to reach out and, and say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really stressed with, uh, all this homework and assignments that I have. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to ask your professors for an extension if you're feeling overwhelmed and, um, they might say no. Um, 
that's that's just a fact they might say no they might say no it's not fair to the other students but um it doesn't hurt to reach out and and from my experience uh, many professors are willing to grant uh extensions based on mental health reasons because we do understand that uh, students are going through a lot of stress and um with covid and learning completely online is very difficult so definitely and um, definitely reach out to the mental health resources that your college or university has um, because they're there for you. And, and as we said earlier, your tuition covers it. So um, you can get counseling or accommodations or things like that that will help you through it. So definitely don't be afraid to reach out. Absolutely. Get your money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, it took You're paying a lot of a money. Lot of yeah, money. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, and I like what you said about um, your the connection between your mind and your body, and and exercising is very, very important. I think um, getting outside is important, especially when we're in quarantine and we're spending a lot of times a lot of time indoors. It's very important to get outside to exercise. So, what did you do to make sure that you stayed physically healthy? Uh, yeah, I try to do yoga. Uh, for me, that's my my grounding practice. But also, I try different things. So um, I do classes, and when the gym was open and I could go for classes, um, both my my school had a gym that offered classes, but I also had my own gym, and I have a pretty good rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would try to do yoga classes and combine them with like a high intensity interval class once in a while, especially when you're stressed out and yeah. you just need to like. Yeah burn you know right through stress release yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and also I did dance classes because you know they make me happy and Uh I do things that make you happy Uh uh-huh yeah and uh lots of lots of this you found on YouTube right yes (laughs) (laughs) after after COVID yes definitely go YouTube videos are the best and they're free Uh and a lot of them you don't need any equipment you just need a little bit of space Uh uh-huh yeah um and even who knows maybe the universities and colleges have these kind of classes offered through their um health and fitness centers as well yeah and they also have a like student um student programming that you can look into like for clubs and things like that. They also have like trivia nights and, and things that could be fun and you could connect with other students. Yeah. One, uh, one issue a lot of students might encounter, um, learning completely online is feeling lonely. So how, how do you think students can overcome feeling lonely and, and, and interact with other people and, and connect with other students? I, I think it's hard, uh, definitely. It's it's common to, but make sure you're reaching out. Um, even as a class, yep. if you can have a WhatsApp group or something where you can reach out to, uh, to other classmates, uh, you'll often be paired with different people. So just like be open, uh, ask questions, get to know your, your classmates. And, um, and that way, like, they'll be curious to get to know you, you know, just remember, I, I know a lot of people are shy and I get that, <laughs> but remember the best way to get to know someone is just reach out, ask them questions, get to know them, show interest. And, um, and if you need a friend, you can always reach out and be like, Hey, do you want to grab a zoom coffee one day or like have lunch together, mm-hmm. even if it's over zoom? Yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of people they wait for other people to connect with them, right? They want, it's not like they don't want to connect. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Um, what sorts of setbacks did you encounter in your 
semesters or your, your, your masters as a whole, but also the semesters online? What sort of setbacks did you encounter? Um, I think the hardest part, both off and online, I think it was hard offline and then it was even harder online was um, focusing on three hour long lectures. Um, I honestly hadn't had to focus on a lecture in such a long time that I my capacity to concentrate just <laughs> diminished so much over the years. Um, especially because now we're used to having distractions all the time. <laughs> uh, so I think that was the biggest setback, just really learning to, to focus again and, um, and stay motivated even during lectures. Uh, and that became worse online. So I actually had to work at it really hard <laughs> in an online uh, setting. What did you do to uh, overcome those difficulties? Uh, with concentration, it was just finding ways to be engaged. Honestly, I know we have readings to do before classes, but they're for a reason. Because once you do the readings, you'll kind of understand what the prof is talking about. You'll be able to participate. You'll be able to show them how smart you are and how you did your work. <laughs> you won't be completely lost and exactly. thinking, what is he talking exactly. about? And if you are, uh -huh. when you did your readings, you'll at least be able to ask questions and ask smart questions. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, that's very good advice. Do your readings 100%. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you how, uh, how annoying it is when students don't do their readings, don't do the homework. Or even, and, and also you can think about other things when you're doing the readings, you can say like, Oh, I saw, well, for me it was in marketing, but like, I, I saw an ad that had something to do with it. So you can bring up an example in class and kind of connect yeah, it to yeah, real life. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's one thing you can do to get good grades and we know you got very good, good grades. <laughs> so what uh, what else can students do to get good grades on assignments, tests, and presentations? Ooh. Okay, for assignments, I say your number one thing is understand the assignment. <laughs> I know it sounds really basic, but it really is. Um, a lot of times we ask profs for like a grading rubric, just so we know what exactly they were expecting. And then make sure you check all those check marks. Make sure everything that they're expecting is in that assignment. Um, if you have questions, ask questions. Uh, email your prof, ask them for like a five-minute call, whatever you need to do. And for tests and exams, give yourself time to study. Uh, if you try to cram everything the night before, you're going to be tired and you're probably not going to perform as well. So think about it. For example, if you're running a 10K you want to give yourself time to slowly start training yourself so when and then rest really well yep. drink yep. your water eat yep. a good breakfast and then when you get there you'll be like fully fueled to do it think about it the same way as an exam just study give yourself time enough time so that you know everything and you can grasp everything pretty well the night before get a really good rest have a good breakfast drink your water and uh, and don't drink the night before <laughs> That, that should be obvious, but um, you know? it, it, some people <laughs> might might use it maybe to get over the nerves. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I definitely 100% read the instructions. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times students 
lose marks because they didn't read the assignment yeah. instructions. And I have yeah. too. And it yeah, hurts so much when you get that mark back and you're like, oh, I forgot to write about this part and just lost what could have been an A is now a uh-huh. B. Yeah. I mean, I know sometimes it's it's tedious to read instructions. It's I, tedious yeah. to read through rubrics, but that's that's really how you get good grades. You know exactly what the professor it wants. It really is it's, half it's, the battle. Yeah, exactly. It really is. It's half the battle is... And for for presentations, I think practice a lot, like a mm-hmm. lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. We're lucky that we have all kinds of equipment. Like we have our laptops and our phones yep. that can help you record yourself. Yep. You also have access to YouTube. So find inspiration, oh, watch yeah. those TED Talks yeah, <laughs> and try to emulate. That's great advice. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll see what um, the experts are doing, right? <laughs> exactly. The pros are. Let's see what all the pros are doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how about um, nerves? Because I know a lot of people, myself included, get nervous before presentations. What did you do to get over those nerves? Well, it's going to happen. I think it um, just make sure that you know what you're talking about. Uh, when you practice enough, you, you have your stuff down, you know, so that gives you confidence. And I think the confidence will help with the nerves uh, and breathe. <laughs> breathe is really really important yep. take deep um, breaths yep. a lot of people like to hold cue cards mm-hmm. and things like that i always say don't do it yeah. the reason why is because that's the first thing that will give people a hint that you're nervous because yep. your hands are the first thing to shake right yeah and then yeah. your paper starts shaking and yeah. then people are watching you shake and then you get more nervous and it's then you're shaking everywhere so true and a lot of students <laughs> uh or a lot of people giving presentations tend to sort of play with their cue cards or or um just fiddle with them yeah so and it's distracting it yeah distracting and it's sort of your crutch right a lot of people mm-hmm. they no matter how much you prepare uh, you practice when you get up in front of the class to give your presentation. Often the, you're just overwhelmed by nerves. So you, even though you've practiced, you've prepared, you had it memorized, mm-hmm. you, you end up reading from your cue cards and uh, yeah. that's not good either. So yeah, I, I definitely think that's great advice is uh, try to avoid using cue cards as much as possible. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And if your presentation is timed, if you have a time limit, I would uh, suggest um, talking to a classmate ideally a friend, <laughs> and just uh, asking them to time you yeah. so that if you have one minute left, they can give you a little hint uh, yeah. and then you know, okay, uh-huh. it's time to rush it, it's time to finish it up. Yeah. And sometimes it's better to have a great ending than to be cut in the middle of your presentation. So even if you skip a part, you can say, okay, I'm out of time. I'm just going to start working on my conclusion and end with a bang. That's true. Yeah. You want, you definitely want to end. You yes. just definitely want to conclude your presentation rather than being cut off in the middle. Right. Um, uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so I know a lot of students, probably most students, hate group assignments. And right. <laughs> for various reasons. Um, but what, uh, what can students do to succeed at group assignments and to avoid the pitfalls of group assignments, whether it's the, the, the dead weights that don't do anything, Mm. uh, or maybe the control freaks who try to take over and tell everyone what to do. How do, how, how can students navigate this aspect of college or university? Um, I think you actually kind of nailed it in the head because I think it's a combination of those two Mm -hmm. that make group assignments not work. Mm -hmm. So if you have one person that's controlling everything, Mm -hmm. 
other people f- don't feel engaged. Yeah. So you start getting the dead weight. <laughs> and then you have the people in the middle that are kind of trying yeah. to pick up the pieces. <laughs> and that's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, but I would say, like everything, start early. Mm. So meet with your group. Right, right when you have a group, yeah. meet with your group and say, okay, let's go through the assignment, see what's expected of us, and then try to divide the work. So mm-hmm. create milestones. Um, so, for example, if your assignment has a written part and a presentation, say, okay, we're going to work on the written part. We're going to do this, 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 and that. Maybe assign to different people and let people like work on what they want to work. So, for example, if like one part is about research on examples and one person says, oh, I like doing research, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, let people take ownership. Yeah. Everyone should feel mm-hmm. that they have some mm-hmm. ownership over a part of the assignment. Mm-hmm. And then once you set your milestones, set your due dates and say, okay, we're going to meet mm-hmm. this day. We're going to meet regularly. Hmm. Uh, so if you have, let's say, a whole month to do this assignment, say, okay, well, we're going to meet every week. Mm-hmm. And every week we should have these things done so that, you know, we're, we're able to finish on time. Be, we, be flexible, of course. Don't say to someone, oh, well, if you're not done your part right on yeah. time, we're going to yeah. punish you. Like take advantage of that every part is different and take that into consideration. Uh-huh. Uh, help if you need. Like if one person is done and they're like happy to help, yeah. you know, yeah. that's always good to like collaborate with each other. Again, I find that taking ownership and being engaged in the project is going to give better results and is going to make it easier to work with everyone. Mm -hmm. And the last thing, I know it's a little like, it's just me because I hate procrastination, (laughs) but aim to finish one week before the due date. Like give yourself a lot of time to revise and practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, if you have a presentation to practice, if it's just a paper or or like if you have PowerPoints or anything to make sure it's flawless. Uh, Just that one week to like look it over and make it perfect is so good. Uh It goes, that's from a B to an A plus, (laughs) you know. (laughs) That's great advice. Um, How did you deal with group members that tried to uh, take control of everything And on the flip side, how did you deal with group members that were resistant to doing work? Uh, That was always really hard. I mean, you can't control people. That's one thing that's, if it's out of your control, it's out of your control. But always try to do things as a group. Uh Um, I think when things start getting, um, you, you can kind of tell when things are going awry. Uh, like for example, if one person doesn't seem engaged or they just cancel meetings, they're like, Oh, just meet without me or something like that. Then you have to address it with a person Uh and just say, okay, this is a group project. We really need your part here. Are you not enjoying the part that you're doing? Do you want to work on something else? Yeah. You know, just address it as if it's a problem. Uh, even if you think it's very little, just mm-hmm, talk to the person mm-hmm. and say, Hey, if you're not feeling comfortable, like let's, let's discuss, let's rearrange yeah. the roles. Uh, but just ca- kind of keep trying to get people back to right. being engaged. Engage them. Uh-huh. And if very someone's important. too yeah. controlling, and yep. sometimes that's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but if someone's too control it, same thing. Just be like, okay, let's talk about things as a group. What do people want yeah, to do? Right, right. Uh, is if Take votes, you know, like make sure everyone's right. voting. Everyone's make happy. Make sure everyone has input, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. 
Sounds like you were the control freak in a lot of groups. <laughs> I was really strict with deadlines. Uh-huh, okay. uh, that, that was one thing that, again, I don't like to feel anxious. And yeah. I had projects where we ended up spending an all-nighter uh, before the presentation. And it went terribly. So mm-hmm. after that, I was like, no, let's remember a deadline so that we don't lose track. Very good advice. <laughs> um Okay, so how did you communicate and develop relationships with your professors, especially after you moved online? Um, It's hard, uh, but there are different ways. Um, One thing that you you kind of have to make an effort to do that. It's not as easy as, you know, when you're on campus and you run into your professor and you have small Uh talk, or you can go to their office, for example. Um, so one thing that I do recommend is that show up a little bit early for class. Your prof most likely will be there and just chit chat. Um, I, I think again, they're humans and try to understand that. Um, if you have questions, try to address them personally, Mm -hmm. uh, whenever you can, Mm -hmm. instead of like just sending like one word email, Yeah. you know, actually try to connect. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think it's important to connect to your professors, even if it's just sending a quick email. Yeah. Yeah. And I, even when you're, I find especially when you're perhaps a little bit confused about an assignment yeah. or maybe you have an idea to do mm-hmm. something, but you're not sure if it's the right mm-hmm. uh, direction, just reach out to them and ask them for five minutes of their time. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a question about an assignment, don't hesitate to reach out. If you want your professor to check some work that you've done, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you want to be professional with your emails because I do Definitely. get a lot of unprofessional emails <laughs> from students with emojis and, oh. and, yeah. uh, things like that. So you want to be professional, you know, um, how, think about how you would send an email in an office space. Exactly. Yeah. You would start with a salutation, you would end with your name and any relevant in- information. And I can't, I can't, uh, count how many times students have forgot to sign off with their name mm-hmm. and, uh. Any number of things. <laughs> yes. Uh, email email practices are really important, uh, especially when talking to professors, because in the end, these are going to be your references in the future. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, is there any other advice you would offer to this incoming group of students for September? There's a lot of them coming in, so what would you tell them? Um, I would say... Remember, you're going to get, this is going to be hard, but it's going to be over. (laughs) It's just one part of your life. And to be honest, most people miss it after they're done. So really try to take in as many experiences as you can. Like go full in, you know, and really try to uh, get as much as you can out of it because you're paying a lot of money and because this is one very unique part of your life that you're not going to get back. So yeah, Uh, Great. Very well spoken. Very well spoken. (laughs) I get the most out of it. (laughs) Exactly. And that's a great note to end the show on. So thanks once again to my wife, Mariana, for stopping by the studio. Good luck to all of you students out there starting school this week. Believe me, I know how it feels. Good luck to my fellow educators as well. It may not be an easy semester, but it will certainly be interesting. And we'll get through it. Our website is amateurpod.com. If you want to drop me a line, comment on today's show. You can find subscribe links as well as uh, links for social media. Be sure to follow us 
reach out. Let me know if there's something you want to learn on a future episode. And we've got some new ones coming up. So uh, be sure to check those out. Stay tuned. And remember, there's a teacher in everyone you meet.